Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 3rd of June 2021. This is The Gap, episode 568. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Giroy is here, and it's nearly E3. It's June. It's like halfway through the year. Yeah. It's nuts. I guess it's nearly E3. Uh, well, like, yeah, it's, it's, certainly, it's certainly halfway through the year. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's nearly E3 in the sense that the... The tattered remains, the shallow shadow of mm. what was once E3 is nearly upon us. <laughs> um, the combination of E3 and what's the other one they're doing? Summer Games Fest. Yep. Uh, everybody vying for publishers' love and attention from yep. these two. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've got both vaccines, right? What do you mean? I've got both vaccines. Like, I've got one. Isn't it a two-stage process? Right. Yeah. It's. it's I've got two shots. Yes. Yeah. So I'm a vaccine. Right. Okay. Okay. Captain Pedantry. Ah, uh, Pedantry. Like, <laughs> we like we're so divorced from the concept here in in Australia that we're like we're measuring it based in what how many of the shots we've got so far. Like we're like, oh yeah, I'm one in two. I'm zero of two. Right. Uh. Because I'm not yet forty, and I'm definitely I'm last in line. I'd get it like tomorrow, but mm. yeah, I can't. Anyway, um, could you like go to like events or some shit? Are they doing anything? Is that something that's happening? What do you mean, like get in, in the games industry wise? Um, yeah, like, uh, like are oh. they? They're not actually doing any, any live events at all. I think there's stuff happening in LA. Yeah. Um, not like in San Francisco. Really. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I've I've heard I haven't done an event in in um, the US since yeah 2019. Um, or, or no, it might have been 2020, like start of 2020. Um, yeah. So yeah, like nothing is everything's shifted to online from from there on so i I don't know i just assume people aren't doing in-person events at this stage yeah right i thought maybe the you know what with the isn't half of the u.s vaccinated now yeah it's it's close to like 40 i think they said 40 percent. i don't know they're throwing weird numbers around at this stage like like 40 percent of americans or like but i'm not american so like where do i fit in that yeah right um yeah, it's somewhere between 40 and 50 percent they're, they're at the stage now where they're doing like they're down to like 12 year olds and up um right that sort of thing so i don't know i don't know man like i got mine in march yeah first. yeah yeah you got it was ages ago uh, i'm just surprised yeah. because i sort of thought that they might start doing stuff again but i guess not mm. uh i've been to being cautious i've been to one online event already uh I can't talk about it yet, but um, I can talk about it next week. Uh, but yeah, it's just an odd situation, you know, like right. the way it's all slowly unfolding. Um, mm. Yeah, it is what it is, I guess. I just thought with you being in the States, that'd be one small, I don't know, advantage, but you know, they're not even doing them anymore. I don't even know. 
Um, um, I did you see this like uh, E3 or the ESA um, announced that they're doing a what are they calling it like E3 Game Awards or something like that? Let me check. Um, the E3 Game Awards that's what they're calling it. All right, cool. um, and this is basically a uh, a combination of media from outlets such as IGN, GameSpot, PC Gamer, and Games Radar Plus. I think it's just Games Radar. Um, who will uh, their editors will then determine winners based off of a selection of categories, I guess. <laughs> like it's really weird that they've they've really tried to distance themselves from jeff Keeley, i feel like because yeah. he was he because he was doing the game critic awards like i don't i don't think he started that but the last um like for a while he's been running that so he runs that in conjunction with like the um uh like the game awards as well yeah but the game critic awards was basically i think it's might have even been the same list of outlets but it's predominantly like um like metacritic outlets around the globe that then yeah. um send in nominations for certain game awards and then like it goes up on a website um but this is this is predominantly just like five outlets that they're putting together and they're having like a like a host run it and it'll be streamed live and all that sort of thing it's just so weird that they um that they've even decided to not like like fuck you to game out game critics and be like we're gonna run our own thing now and not only that but we're only inviting like five outlets to come yeah. and do it. It just seems like another way for them to be like, oh, hey, by the way, publishers, if you come do this thing, we're doing like this awards show as well, and you might get a chance to get like pretty badges and yeah. um, you know, and another place to possibly sell ad revenue. Like, will they be able to um have like surprise announcements in there or something? I don't know, man. It just seems so strange that they're they're just trying to do whatever they can to stay relevant at this stage it seems like it's that particularly it seems like a swing and a miss to me of just not understanding um what they're doing by going around what has been done in the past independently yeah. as well like without it wasn't like an official uh game critic awards you know sponsored by esa or anything like that this is this is completely independent from them and so i don't know man it kind of just seems even fishier having them try and run it as well like i don't know yeah <laughs> it's it's weird yeah um, they're uh this they're desperately trying to remain relevant uh because it's just been failure after failure after failure from them um and i guess this is uh you can't blame the outlets uh for opting in uh you know it's it's an opportunity to uh, throw their uh, their cocks around as the elite uh, once more, and, and that raises their prestige. But uh, yeah, uh, it's an odd move in general because it doesn't really like what separates it apart from I don't know a narrower field. One of the, I don't really love the game critics thing because it, you know. I mean, we've talked about it before. Too often, it just comes down to a case of popularity votes. Yeah, 
people have played the very popular games and people haven't played the more niche games and all too often, yeah, I don't know, the, whatever is popular on Twitter slash Reddit slash wherever will be the winner because it captures the most public attention. And so, the you know, you get these, you know, sites where, I don't know, some game should fucking win, but nobody's played it. So, or only one one person has played it. Only one person is good enough to have actually fucking gotten through it or whatever. And so, yeah, nothing really goes forward with it. That's not going to be solved by having fewer uh, outlets, though. Like, that's not a that's not a situation that you can solve by reducing the number of fucking outlets. So it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit dumb. I don't know. Mm. Fuck it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, anyway, um, we look, we got some games here. We got some news. A lot of it's like stuff is starting to come out around the E three, like news wise, like things are going. We're getting drips <laughs> and drabs. There's a there's a bit of a ebb and flow with how this news is going out because we got one news story that basically like compared to the rest of the news. Uh, shouldn't be there, but I'm just very excited about it. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I like how last week we were like, oh yeah, uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We don't have any games. And now we've got fucking a bunch of games. So I played a bunch of We got a couple. I, I went away for the weekend. Uh, it was a long weekend here. So I lost like, uh, you know, basically three or four days of not playing stuff. Um, you came in for the save yesterday. With some new things and uh, i was playing uh, elder scrolls online before i left as well yep um so yeah things according to discord you're playing things. it right now yeah i don't know man like every time i shut that thing down it's got a the launcher, it's got a launcher. You're gonna kill the launcher. yeah i did um it's got two launches i think it's like died or something or i don't know um two anyway. launches huh I don't know. You're playing via Steam, right? Playing via Steam. When you launch it in Steam, it launches the... The, the patch. Yeah, on. like the yeah. patch thing. Uh, and then it goes, like, there's a new patch out. And then it starts downloading a new patch or whatever. And then that stays up and running whenever you're um, playing the game. And you exit the game. And it doesn't actually kill the launcher. But I've found that sometimes I'll kill the launcher. Yeah. And, like, Discord either doesn't update. And I don't know why if that's because of a discord thing or if it's actually running in the background somewhere i don't know so anyway who cares um, who i'm actually cares? playing tower ball at the moment <laughs> still of course it just runs it you're just always runs playing stage. tower that's the other I thing you're always I, like, I feel like i've passed my dead by daylight hours on that tower ball game oh no not yet 482 hours is that all um, pathetic on tower ball yeah pathetic anyway woeful just a shameful display um it is hand in my steam uh, do we want to start with uh, with Elder Scrolls Online, or do you want to start with this other game yeah. you've listed? Yeah, let's bit. do that. Um, Elder Scrolls Online. There is a new um, update that's come out uh, for this MMO game. I think we've talked it, about it quite a bunch here. You've gotten pretty deep into Elder Scrolls. Yep. Uh, over the last couple of years. I remember I, I first actually, when I bought 
the Elder Scrolls Online. I feel like it came in a box. Could be wrong. Like, no, yeah. it seems reasonable. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those games that games, I, for I, the for the younger listeners, games used to come in boxes, uh, and <laughs> yeah. they included these round, Oops. mirrored things that we called discs. Uh, you don't really see them all that often anymore because nobody has a fucking disc drive in their fucking computer. Um, instead, what you'll get in a game box if you wind up with a game box these days because you inexplicably paid full price for a physical copy is you get a little slip of paper with a code so you can download it on Steam. Um, yeah. (laughs) Love it. Um, so anyway, I, I, I bought into the oldest girls online originally, um, when it was, when it was first launched as like a $60 or a hundred dollar game, whatever it was, um, played a bunch of back then, you know, thought it did some interesting things. Uh, never really got, into it as a paid MMO subscription. Yep. Um, but every once in a while I jump in and, and, and take a look. So I got a, a code um, for the, the new expansion, which just came out, I think yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. Yep. Uh, it is called uh, The Elder Scrolls Online Blackwood. Yeah. Um, now, I can't really talk about Blackwood because I'm not up to any of that stuff, but you I don't know if you've had yeah right. Have you, and you, have you played it? Yeah, I played fucking loads of it. Um, hmm. Yeah, um, I've been I've been doing some stuff for IGN. I have no idea when it's going out. This it's been I don't know. It's been a a process, but um, I've played I don't know probably 60, 70 hours of Blackwood. Uh, hmm. You can just go there, uh, like straight away. I mean, the the really like the thing I love about Elder Scrolls Online is that there's abs like this level scaling across the fucking board, um, mm. so you can take on basically anything outside of world bosses at any time, and you can even take on world bosses if you've got some fucking help, uh, which is cool, right? And it means that you can uh, sort of like passively join up with people to do things. Um, my first, uh, you know, the, the the thing that really grabbed me for Elder Scrolls Online originally was uh, the the dragons and the elsewhere um, the, uh, expansion chapter. Right. They got these fucking oh, they got they got all these rules about what you're allowed to call their shit. Uh, you, mm. Elsewhere is a chapter. Uh, you're not allowed to call it a fucking DLC because they got a, There's another. There's some other thing. Other thing that's DLC. Uh, it's whatever. Uh, it's yeah, it's DLC. It's fucking DLC. Uh, no, <laughs> no, yeah, the armor mount. No, um, horse armor. No, uh, the DLC is like um, there's the flames of ambition. Was the DLC prologue to the Gates of Oblivion year long adventure, uh, which Blackwood is sort of the real start to. Although uh, that's a, another point of contention as per there insane guidelines um so anyway i really liked how yeah you could you just like you'd be running around like literally as soon as you left the fucking tutorial area and elsewhere you you might see a fucking dragon flying around when it landed there was like fucking 200 people all standing around fucking hitting this thing and you could run up and you could actually engage the fucking thing 
right? And if the dragon hit you, you would fucking insta-die. But if you're paying any attention, it really wouldn't. Like, it's it's an MMO boss, so the only times you die uh, in an MMO are, are when you're not paying attention or when, you know, you take too much threat. And if you're a level yeah. 3 just out of the tutorial, the chances of you taking threat are impossible uh yeah yeah <laughs> uh so yeah you don't have to really worry about that shit um but yeah you can still kind of die to a random tail swipe or a, it does a big breath of fire AOE type thing, thing. Yeah. all that kind of stuff uh that has sort of continued i didn't really like the harrow storms in the last um the last one the skyrim update but um this one blackwood it's got these oblivion portals like portals to the deadlands uh and you kill the people outside them and then you can go through the portal and it's a public dungeon and anyone else can join you in this public dungeon you can fucking wander your way through kill everything there's i think i think it's six or eight my maths might be off uh there's two portals it's either two, there's either th- three sets of two or four sets of two, uh, like areas the portals can take you to. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of different like bosses. There's mini bosses along the way to these bosses. It's it's a fucking dungeon that you can sort of just take part in with other people whenever you fucking come across it, which is pretty rad. Mm. Um, and you know, it's it, there's some epic scenery going on and all that kind of shit. But you should go to Blackwood immediately, not for that. You should go there because you can go and get a companion. And companions are revolutionary. My favorite thing about the Skyrim update was that they added in the uh, antiquities system, which sort of deeply incentivized exploration, which is my... F- I really like the... I don't love the combat in the SO. Um, I, I wouldn't say I don't like it. I'm sort of on the positive side of ambivalent towards it. It's sort of just a thing that has to exist uh, and I understand why it exists and in general I don't like MMO combat so I neither dislike or like it but I think it's it's better than some others because there's more like activity. You're, you're more engaged. It's more engaging. Yeah, like you can dodge and you're breaking out of, like you can break out of crowd control and like there are, there are numerous like active skill checks for you to participate in uh, that you don't see in, in other MMOs where you're sort of just doing your fucking... One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah one, two, three, one, one, one. One, two, three, one, one, one. Um, you do wind up still doing that though. That's the thing, right? Like you will wind up still doing that in ESO, but there's a little bit of extra shit that makes it more interesting. So you wind up actually paying more attention. It's a bit easier to to yeah stay engaged with when you do wind up in combat. But even at really low levels, you have to basically walk on top of cunts to aggro them. So yeah, you can do this exploration shit and you can do a lot of these quests and stuff without having to fight every single fucking thing you run across. Mm. Uh, and so Antiquities was really good for incentivizing that sort of gameplay where you 
literally just running around exploring this game world that they've created and uh, talking to people and starting new quests and all that kind of shit. And if you're clever about how you do it, you can like pretty easily uh, streamline a lot of shit. Like, uh, yeah, just sort of one of the things that did for IGN was like a 101 on how to get good at ESO. And I found out that a lot of people don't know that if you've got fucking housing, you can teleport to your housing for free and then walk to a fucking... Um, I forgot the name. The fucking teleporty stones. Um, yeah. You just fucking walk to one and then teleport from there anywhere in the fucking world for free. Or you can pay... I think it's like fucking a, an increasing amount... Uh, that starts like fucking ten percent of your current gold, uh, to to teleport places. Like, why the fuck would you do that when it's it, it takes you fifteen seconds to walk the extra fucking like distance? So why wouldn't you do that anyway? Um, yeah, and that makes archaeology. Uh, that makes not archaeology. Antiquities. Uh, archaeology is the wow one, which was shit. Um, that makes antiquities even better. Companions makes it all better again. Because now you you have someone else wandering behind you. And if you get the right gear for them, you can fucking... Like, you've got a pocket healer. Like, forget having to be a pocket healer. You have a pocket healer. It's fucking phenomenal. I was rolling about... Uh, I was obviously playing on the public test server, so um, on the public test server, you you get to you can either make a brand new character or you can make a max level character. Uh, that's mm-hmm. full champion points and everything, which I don't have. Uh, I don't have any champion points. I still have max levels. <laughs> I just don't care about leveling, uh, so it doesn't really, yeah factor into what I'm doing because it's so inconsequential. The only reason you need a level is if you're doing trials and shit. Uh, but I had a max level character and I, had, I went and got the companion. It's a pretty easy quest. Uh, there's two of them so far, Bastion and Miri. Uh, I went for Miri uh, because Bastion seemed like kind of a cunt. And yeah, you get Miri, gear up as a healer or spec her out as a healer first and then gear her up as a healer if you can get stuff. Uh, on the PCS, they'll give you literally everything, so you can gear up however the fuck you want. And then I was I soloed. I soloed the Outlands. I soloed the group dungeon. I soloed all the world bosses. I soloed most of the way through the like to the first fucking boss of the trial. Like that's a twelve person trial, and I was walloping all the fucking mods uh mobs on my own because i had miri pocket healing me the entire fucking time like that's pretty fucking that's pretty good i reckon that's pretty fucking sick uh you can bring her into stuff as well you can bring her into these dungeons you can bring her into uh, a um a delve and like if you had you had a miri and i i had bastion specked as a tank we could both be dps in a four-player fucking dungeon I just have Bastion running up fucking getting wallops while we fucking rip shit up. Like, mm. that's pretty cool. I just think they've done a really good job. Uh, I th- it, like, it could be better. It certainly could be fucking better because, like, 
hey, it feels kind of bad that you got to gear them up with gear that is completely separate. Like you got to use like they've got companion clothes and companion staff and all this kind of shit, and it kind of feels bad that you can't just give them the stuff you've already got. But they're using a completely different set of stats, so. I sort of get it at the on the other like it's one of those situations where I get why they need different gear, but if but they made it that way, you know, like if you can't use that as an excuse because you were in full control the entire fucking the entire way, so you made it so that they had to use different stats. If you just made them use the regular stats, then they wouldn't have to. But um. So yeah, it is sort of. It does feel like, oh yeah, more more pointless gear for me to find. But on the other hand, it's not a big a deal. Uh, I f- I found that I picked up as soon as I acquired Miri, uh, even on my even on my fresh character because I played through the companion quests uh, from the get go and as a max level character. Um, even as a freshie, I found that once I had a companion, I was finding companion gear. And there's definitely a chance that the PTS, you know, fuck with loot tables and stuff like that. But, like, I didn't find, like, it was that big a, a problem. Once you had Miri leveled up, she was still fulfilling her purpose. I don't know that she'd be super capable of doing, you know everything for you um mm-hmm. without good gear and stuff but she's still better than having nowhere a no one and she you know comments while she's while you're hitting stuff and she comments on quests and she reacts to how you do things and all that kind of stuff which is exactly sort of what you want out of a companion um it's some like mass effect shit right like you build a relationship with these people and they get mad or and they, like they can get so mad that they'll just be like, you know what, fuck this, I'm not, I'm not, I'm leaving, and you gotta wait like half an hour before they'll come back and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what, I was wrong. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, they literally have a line that's like, you know what, the only reason I'm back here is because you have, you have like, uh, some good qualities that. Uh, you know, outside of your horrible personality or some shit. Like, they'll just fucking drag you. Um, but, yeah, clearly they're in it for the adventuring. Anyway, mm-hmm. being that you have Blackwood, you should go to Blackwood. And then, right. like, you can literally go... How do I find Blackwood? How do you find black? That map is yeah. atrocious. Oh, <laughs> it's so M, hard, man. And I'm like... I'm pretty. I'm, I know I'm here because it says West Skyrim, and I know yeah. that's where I am. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck any of these other places are. Dude. And then you back out again, and there's like three yeah, different dots you can click on. And I'm like, on the, on the, on the, the super world like, What are any of these? None of them say Blackwood on them or anything. So I'm like, I don't know. Um, what's the city called? Uh, fuck, Layerwin. Yeah, the Layerwin portal. You got to find the Layerwin portal, if I recall correctly. Sure. Uh, and you will have to mouse over every single one of them. <laughs> that's the only way to do it. See, that's the thing. It is with, with, painful, with like, man. Um, um, 
World of Warcraft, right? Whenever you get a new expansion, yeah. it pops up on your screen like, bah, and it's yeah. like, here's the new thing. And you press it like, I want to do this. And then it gives you the quest to like start the chain of it. Like off you go. Yeah. Um, whereas this is just like, it's not there. Like yeah. I've got all my current quests and I don't know. Like I just figured I had to do it in order. And I'm, yeah. I'm like level nine or something. And I'm still just wandering around Skyrim. Just... Yep. killing stuff and uh trying to sort out my bag loot because the bag loot system is terrible the inventory management is a pain in the ass oh it's I, a huge I like, pain I, I don't know what i'm supposed to be junking like oh well, nothing i've got is junk whenever i go to a seller like everything can be used for something but i'm like i have no idea yeah what i'm supposed to be keeping yeah. like i've got all these crafting materials and i don't know what's good what's bad and should i be selling it i think just like I looked up some videos before and I was like, oh, I should be deconstructing these things at a workbench yeah. and learning the recipes or something. And it's like, yeah. oh, but don't deconstruct these things, just sell them. And I'm like, man, this is too much. There's just so much going on in that game that I'm, um, it seems like the, we, like we've talked about games in the past where they just don't want to sort of tell you how to do it. You've kind of got to go read the Wikipedia page or watch like a video yeah. on what it is you need to do. That seems very much like the direction they've uh gone with this specific game at least um i suppose because you're playing a current player you wouldn't have done the new tutorial either there's a there's a new tutorial it doesn't tell you anything about crafting but it does walk you through combat way better than any of the other tutorials ever fucking did uh and it talks you through like leads you by the nose to a bunch of stuff that you just wouldn't fucking run into normally uh which is pretty good um but it is still a case of... I, I think it's just a game that has done... Like, it's, it's been out for so fucking long. And what's, what is it? Like, six or seven? Seventh year? Six years? Seventh year? Yeah, like, it's like 2014. And, like... I think it, it's at a point now where it just expects pe people to know this shit. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, there is so much of it that just is impenetrable. Like, crafting in particular is fucking cooked, man. There is so much going on there and so much trial and error. Uh, and if you marry that with your, what do you got, like a fucking 60 bag slot limit to start off with i think it starts with 60 and then it's, oh my it's, god uh, gold to buy yeah. your bag slots but i don't have enough bag bag um i don't have gold to buy the next like uh, i think it's 80 right I'm like yeah. i'm at max 70 on i'm like i don't have yeah it's not like i've got a bunch of gear in there like i've gotten rid of all that it's all crafting materials but i don't know what i need to ditch because yep. it seems like whenever i look online like all right well i'm a I'm a sorcerer or a mage or something like that. And what professions or uh, should I be doing with this? It's like, oh, it doesn't matter. You do whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, but what should I be? What should I be doing? Like, they've offered me yeah. blacksmithing or like woodworking or um, some other certification, but you can only pick like one. I'm like, which one should I be doing? Really? And it doesn't really explain that yeah. very well at all. It just kind of gives you the option. So. Um, it has all those things. And and there's... Inventory management is the biggest hurdle. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And it also like it's one of those things where it like sort of makes sense to have all that stuff, 
but then it's almost like they didn't know how to implement it in a coherent way. Like they're like, well, we gotta have, we gotta have blacksmithing. It's a fucking fantasy MMO. We have to have blacksmithing. And uh, they never, you know, they spent so long working out whether or not they could. They didn't stop to think about whether or not they should. Um, yeah, that one's oh. One, one of the other things, so the fucking bag slots, what a pain in the dick. Um, there's like I've never run out of bag slots in WoW. Never. Yeah. Never. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Back in the day, you used to. Back in the day. I have I've so many bag slots now, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's but stupid. like, you've come so far, right? Hmm. Um, yeah. The other thing is fucking horse training. You've been horse training? This is the oh, worst. I've this got a mouse. Yeah. You gotta go to the stable. I I only found this out like the other fucking week. I have never done this, and it is the fucking worst. I was like looking for, you know, the th the the things that people don't know that they should be doing, which is how I found out nobody knows about the fucking house thing. I did not know about the horse thing. Uh you gotta go to the stable and train it. Every 20 hours to increase the mount speed. That's how you increase mount speed. Oh my fucking God. The, like, first of all, what kind of shitty fucking mechanic is that? Just, why the fuck would you? So I've got to, like, log in. Uh, sorry, honey. Uh, I'll get to the dishes soon. I've got to log in and train my fucking horse. Like, get the fuck out of here with this shit. And it doesn't work the way any other fucking skills work in ESO. It's fucking such a... Anyway, when you're playing, yeah. make sure you go to the stable. I didn't even know there was a mount until I accidentally horse. pressed the button. It was, <laughs> I was trying to put, put away my staff or something like that. And I pressed right. H and the mount came up and I'm like, oh, okay, there's mounts. Fair enough. <laughs> I think with, without training, it only goes 5% faster than your fucking run. Really? It seems to go pretty fast. No. No. Well, so yeah, I'm running around with that. Um, I'm sort of just like learning. I'm enjoying running around and doing quests and that sort of thing. I think the the amount of different things you can do is really interesting. Mm. Um, like it's not just necessarily going up and hitting things. There's a lot of yeah. like little mini games as well puzzle solving that's going on there and so i think that stuff is really cool um but yeah there's just a few things that it's just uh seems old to me like yeah. it's, they haven't really gone back and fixed up a bunch of things and i think that's where like blizzard has done really well with wow is they've just like cut cut all the bullshit out all the tedious stuff and just like all right you're here to have fun we'll streamline a bunch of these things and we'll go back and update a bunch of these old mechanics and uh, and sort them out um but for me the um i think the combat is yeah like more engaging here there's there's more things to do there's um looking at when you should be dodging out of the way like you said and yeah and when you're getting stunned and breaking free of that and rather than just pressing a bunch of buttons all the time um and it's got that uh like the more you do something the more it levels up it, it's the Elder Scrolls sort of formula like if you want to if you play Elder Scrolls and you want to do like stealth like the more you stealth the 
the the, uh, the more that that aspect of it levels up or the more you use like two-handed weapons and it levels up two-handed stuff and it's the same thing here so if I, i'm using like a destruction staff as a mage or sorcerer and um that gives me more proficiency in the spells that i'm doing and they start leveling up and so it starts gearing towards that specific um trait that i'm using which i, I really uh yeah it's it's a really cool feature yeah, it, it sort of mar- like matches the Elder Scrolls like leveling logic as well, which is good. Hmm. Um, I'd like to see them do a pass. I don't know how Blackwood is, but it, I still think it's not the most prettiest game. Yeah. No. Um, like it's pretty uh, ugly. I'd call it <laughs> at this stage. Um, it's, I don't know how ugly. Yeah. It's like it's not. Uh, it's getting it's getting on there it's getting on there um like at least with wow they've got such an art style that it looks and they've gone back and obviously done lots of passes on that game but it still looks really nice uh you look at games like star wars the old republic and i think that game is again really uh a good looking game purely because it's a bit more like cartoony yeah um but this is uh it's not going for that it's a bit more realistic um the sort of the look of it and so you you get in some areas and you're just like oof this um this ain't looking so sharp and also it doesn't run particularly great for me at this stage like yeah i don't know if it's the area that i'm in um but i'm i'm getting like 65 to 70 60 you know 65 70 frames per second on like 1440p it just seems like it should be a lot higher than that um considering what is going on on the screen and me being like you know you don't seem to be doing a lot here all the scrolls online <laughs> but anyway yeah, that's it's the gameplay that, that's more appealing for me yeah that's like that's surprising that it's not like running that well because i oh, i don't know it's going okay for me but i yeah. do have a better computer than you so yeah hmm. you got trash Maybe I need to you got a garbage install something that's what they say um that's what they say anything else that's interesting in blackwood uh no i think the main quest uh around leowin is pretty good like it's worth worth checking out um you know a bit of bit of intrigue that leads into cultist shit i always wish uh this was a problem that i had with fucking oblivion as well uh and obviously this is the oblivion uh expansion um but i always wish that they'd gone further with the cult shit like they are right there right there uh with this daedric uh god shit uh in elder scrolls to they're like they could be doing some full lovecraft shit and yet they always chicken out a little in my opinion um and and pull back when they should be just fucking railing in on it and going whole hog on uh, the uh, the insanity that I think extra dimensional uh, evil beings lends itself to. So uh, that's probably the only thing. I uh, like, yeah, it's it's good. Some you know, good classic Elder Scroll style political intrigue that in my opinion doesn't really go far enough with its cultist shit 
Mm-hmm. It's about it. It's just sort of cultists feel more like set dressing than an actual factor in the world. And Oblivion did, in my opinion, the exact same fucking thing. Never really fucking committed. But yeah, that's about it. Yep. It's worth checking out, All right. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so that's the Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, Blackwood is the new chapter, which you can check out right now. Yeah. There you go. Okay, let's keep moving here. We've got Ghost Runner. Um, this is for you. You've you've checked it out. This is the um, first person combat puzzle shooter sort of game. Yep. <laughs> um, it's. It, I think it's an indie game made by. Uh, I think Five Hundred Five published it, but um, yeah, it came out last year. Anyway, I've been tried to get you to play it. You finally jumped in there. What'd you think? Or I don't like it. You? What do you, what's what's going on? I don't like it. Oh, it's because you're bad at it. Uh, yep, probably. Possibly. Uh, or maybe it's bad. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Uh, right. I stopped playing because uh, I got Blink. And, uh, yeah, I got Blink, uh, which is, you know, the you, you kill everyone you target type thing. And um, I had to fully kill the game and then redo that entire dumb fuck I just don't I hate those fucking sequences first of all I really don't like the fucking cyber sequences where you, they take away all your abilities to fucking move and then you just sort of fucking slowly jump on fucking slow moving platforms when I like what I like from first person puzzle platforming first person first person puzzle platforming fucking I feel like that just that's like the code word to break my brain um what I like about it is when you're fucking moving real fast and Ghost Runner has gives you a taste of that like even before it first takes you into the like you know you break the thing out of prison uh even like before that you are fucking nailing that shit like fucking you slide down a ramp and slash a cunt and then dodge to the side to get out of the way of fucking bullet and then dash forward wall run slide under slash dodge slash dash dash slash etc um you fucking yeah murdering cunts at like fucking full ball and it's rad that's that's awesome and then you go and you get through all that and then you get to the fucking prison and it's like Oh, you are in my prison. I time has slowed now, but your body is vulnerable. Now slowly hop on these platforms as I make them appear. And you're like, all right, jump, jump, jump. Remember what I could fucking dash? What the fuck has happened with the pacing here? Anyway, I don't like that shit. And uh, are these the tutorials for the new skills. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Anyway, so I get to Blink, which I think is the first new skill you get. And yeah. uh, it's like, Blink. You just Blink, right? You line them up and you Blink. It's so easy. Just fucking press Q and Blink. There couldn't be anything fucking simpler about this. Blink. And then I'm like, okay, so I Blink. And there's like these three cunts, right? Lined up like 10 pin bowling pins. Three pin, I guess. Because there's only three of them. And I blink. And it only catches one of them. I'm like, well, 
Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'll try again, and I line it up so I, I'm only catching the guy at the back. Uh, blink, and he's like, "No, that's not how you do it. Try again." Like motherfucker, like I don't understand. Blink. And I must have sat there for fucking, I don't know, six minutes, blinking. Until I'm like, oh, you know what? I can't fucking do it. I'm, I, I, I gotta fucking Google this shit. I Google it, right? I jump on Steam. And someone's like, uh, I can't do this blink tutorial. I don't fucking understand. Uh, and the, like, the first response is like, um, you press Q to blink, which is always the greatest thing. You know, whenever anyone asks for help online is to do the very most obvious thing. Oh, oh, I didn't try that, cunt. Yeah, sorry, I didn't fucking do the thing that prompted me on screen. Thanks for the fucking tip. Anyway, someone else is like, no, 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 I got to work. You got to stand right on top of the guy and then line it up so that all three of them in the picture at the same time and then blink. So I'm like, okay, fair enough, I can do this. And I go and I stand right on top of the guy and I blink. Nah, nah. Try again. Oh, that's not how you do it. Do it again. I don't know why he's super British, but in my mind, the robot's super British. Anyway. He's not British. He's not British, but in my mind, he is. Uh, I'm like, I don't fucking know. You know, keep reading through this shit. Keep trying everything they suggest. I'm like, no, no, stand really close, but offset to the left a little and then blink I'm like, okay fair enough let's do that try that for two minutes no failure I'm like I fucking know I fucking know and then I get all the way to the bottom of this thing and, and someone's like oh yeah this shit's bugged it's been bugged the entire time kill your game and start over so I kill the game I go through all the fucking dumb, fucking slow jumping bullshit again, and I get back to the blink section, and I press Q, and it lights up all three of these motherfuckers, and I blink, and they're dead, and that was it. And I'm like, cool, well, there goes fucking 15 minutes, and what's awesome is that now I can't trust this fucking game to fucking blink me at every cunt. In the, in the heat of fucking battle. Now I can't trust this game to do the thing, the one fucking thing that it's supposed to fucking do. So that's good. So now, you know, now my trust in this game has been irrevocably decimated. It can't, like, because, like, if, if it was launch, if it was, if this was, if I was playing it at launch, which is late last year, mm-hmm. uh, or mid last year or something, I don't know. I don't know what yeah, the fuck like it last year. Right? If I was playing it at launch, uh, October last year, then maybe this would be okay. Because I, in my mind, I could be like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll just, you know, come back to it in a week or two. And A, I may have forgotten. Or B, what the fuck just... In a while, crocodile. Xbox just switch on. Did you, did you hear that? <laughs> fucking... Yeah. Fucking phone doing stuff. God damn it. It must have heard me say the, you know, the passphrase that I don't want to say to register. I'm, I'm, I'm only glad that my office speaker didn't fucking pop off. Um, anyway. Yeah. So if it was the fucking, the week of or something like that, closer to fucking launch, I could be like, 
Oh, yeah, fair enough. And, or maybe I'd forget, right? But now, what? Eight months later? And they haven't fixed a bug in the fucking tutorial for the first skill you get? Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm not fucking wasting my time on a game that won't even waste its on, on a game that won't waste its time fixing such a very fucking basic issue. That is fucking goofy to me. Fuck that. Uh, I did persevere for another hour, but I couldn't get that fucking thought out of my brain. Every time I would f like, I would line up a blink, and then it wouldn't fucking kill everyone. I thought it did. Uh, it should. Right? I couldn't fucking tell whether or not I had failed, which is very, very possible, or whether or not the game had failed me, and eventually I'm just like, you know what, no, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. And so, yeah, mm. fuck Ghost Runner. Um, yeah. Oh, well. That's it. Yeah, that sucks. I it never does. had that issue. Yeah. Um, I recorded it. Games? I don't know. I recorded it. Games, uh, so, uh, we can all watch it, if you like. Um... I could put you... it put it in the video for this of just me I think it even comes up with me like looking at fucking uh, Google a couple of times so you know that'd be that'd be good that'd be a, a rewarding view did you try it with an Intel processor or just with AMD is that what you uh, yep here we go <laughs> here we go yep um, uh, alright let's move on then we've got next up I am the captain now. Uh, what is what is this? Oh, I am the captain now. What a game. What a game. Um, it's a goofy little four-player co-op game um, mm -hmm. that sort of looks like it was made in a game jam in about 24 hours uh, where... You and your crew are rolling around being pirates, uh, and you're doing it's it's basically a co-op puzzle game uh, where you're completing a, a bunch of objectives, uh, but it's entirely local co-op. And the twist is that uh, you can play it using um, remote play together on Steam. Mm -hmm. Uh, which allows you to, like, allows other people to sort of just... Uh, like local co-op. Yeah, local co-op, but over the internet. Uh, apparently, it's quite laggy uh, based on... So I was playing with Drew, Dr. E3 Money, and Goofball Antics Heath, former podcast host, and um, I was playing with them, and they were remote playing into me, and apparently they were having a rough time of it because it was quite laggy, which, uh, you know, whatever. Whatever, mate. Whatever, guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, it didn't really excuse how bad at the game they were. So uh, what happens in, in a round of I Am The Captain now is uh, the first thing you do, you're all on an island and you vote for the captain. And uh, there are ways to get extra votes and there are ways to like manipulate that shit, but basically uh, you vote for a captain and then the captain is the the person who controls, like the the, the in-game camera follows the captain at all times. Uh, the only time it doesn't is when you're on your pirate ship, 
the person in the crow's nest can sort of manipulate the camera themselves. Um, but when you're running around completing a mission objective, uh, yeah, the captain controls the fucking camera and it's like centered on them. It's sort of like, remember micro machines where, uh, yeah, like you had to be up with whoever was in, in first place. Uh, yep. You don't die if you go off screen, but it does make moving quite complicated because you can't see where the fuck you're going. Uh, so you vote for the ca- uh, captain and then you go and, and do these missions and you're basically just getting gold. And the the So the captain gets more, the lion's share of the gold at the end of the fucking mission and uh, the, the camera is focused on them. But... The problem is, right, if you fail, if you if you don't have a good time as captain, if you don't aren't successful as captain, uh, people won't vote for you next time. And so you won't get to be captain again, um, which is, you know, not ideal. And, uh, yeah, it's basically just a collection of levels where you're solving these puzzles in a variety of ways and you've got to pretty tight time limit so you got to solve them quickly and um there are a few uh like mechanical skill based uh skill checks along the way there's like um seesaws and stuff where you've got to like one person got to stand on one side of the seesaw to lift it up uh like lift this the the seesaw up and that will allow you to get over the wall to open up button but there might be gold on the other side of that wall as well and whoever goes over will get all the gold and uh so they don't want to allow that to happen like you don't want to allow them to to get all the gold because whoever gets the most gold at the end of the mission gets an extra vote in the next voting round so they might uh you know be able to become captain so you want to like own that shit and yeah stuff like that you gotta sort of manage like that it's competitive, you know, like you want to have the most goals, you want to be the captain, you want to succeed. It's also goofy as fuck. Uh, and it's like, because it's all couch co-op or shared keyboard co-op, um, you're using like, I'm using, I was using the fucking direction keys, uh, and control and space as my buttons. And I believe, Mm. Doctor E3 was using, uh, it must have been FGHT as his movement and R and Y as his action keys, which is fucking tough. And there were moments where he just wasn't moving because he clearly, like, recentered his hand on the wrong fucking buttons, which is understandable. And Heath, meanwhile, somehow locked out and got to use a. He was using a control pad. Fucking cheeky cunt. He's like, oh, it's, uh, this, why are you going so bad? Fuck off, Heath. Get the fuck out of here. You're the one who's bad. Anyway, um, was, uh, yeah. I probably wouldn't recommend it, but it was funny for, it was a funny diversion. Uh, I love the idea of these couch co-op games. Um, uh, if, it had proper online co-op. I think it would be better uh, and I'd be more inclined to recommend it because remote play together, yeah, apparently it's fucking super laggy uh, for people remoting in. And it shouldn't be because I got fucking, I got good ups 
got it like I'm 140. I know it's not fucking spectacular, but this game isn't exactly the most heavyweight shit. So it shouldn't have been that big a problem, you know. Mm. Oh, I wonder if it's doing like a like you're connecting to a server in the US or something, and it's streaming it through there, or maybe uh, he said he was going to chuck up a video of the lag, but he hasn't done it. So hard for me to know. Mm. Um, yeah. All right, fair enough. So that was a game called I Am The Captain Now. It's available on Steam. Uh, if you want to check it out, I think it's on sale at the moment, right? Um, 15% off at this stage until probably before you hear this. <laughs> it looks yeah, like right. it ends in the next 24 hours. Classic. So, yep, there you go. Otherwise, Classic. it's about 10 bucks. It's 13. 13, apparently. Uh, yep. Australian. Usually, it's currently 11. Um, I used the proceeds of selling all my Steam cards, as I was saying the other day. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. That's bad. What's next? What else you got? Uh, oh, yeah. Rubber Bandit's Summer Prologue. Uh, while we were... Like, we stopped playing I Am The Captain now, and we were, I guess, still in the mood for a co-op uh game and i i went looking for a co-op brawler a la the never to be released uh party animals and uh, i found i was just looking about through the list and i saw this game called rubber bandits summer prologue which is the free prologue to a game that isn't released called summer bandits uh rubber bandits mm. uh Robert Bandits. Not to be confused with the mm. other game released many, many years ago called uh, Gran Turismo Prologue. They are not the same. Very true. Not at all related to Gran Turismo Prologue. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Robert Bandit looks pretty interesting. Uh, like, I, I could see myself checking it out when it comes out. Uh, but Robert Bandit's Summer Prologue is completely different. It is instead a goofy brawl. So Rubber Bandits appears to be some sort of heist, like competitive heist game where you're, you're, you're robbing something. Uh, and uh, yeah, like the person who gets out with the most stuff wins. Um, but yeah, some prologue is basically just party animals, but a little less, a little, I don't know, less good. Um, you wind up basically belting the shit out of each other um, for a couple of minutes to see uh, to see who can win. Um, and you got three lives, and whoever wins three rounds uh, wins the entire thing. And you got all these weapons. You got like the ability to throw stuff. You can hit each other. Hitting each other is useless without a weapon. Um, and yeah, it's basically just a, a mad brawl, a la gang beast slash party animals. Um, like I said, it's I don't think it's as good as either of those games. Uh, it's probably better than whatever gang beasts become, but um, yeah, it's it, it's not as good as the classic versions of those games, uh, which were you know fantastic. 
when they worked. Um, I just, it's just a funny fucking game where you just walloping each other. I, I love those those sorts of games, and this one works pretty well. Um, it's four players only, unfortunately, uh, which you know means we'll have to continue to wait for party animals to come out because that I don't I think it was eight players. Um, but yeah, like there there appears to be quite a bit going on here, uh, and it's free. Uh, so you can sort of just check it out whenever. Um, yeah, there's there's quite a bit to it because you can like you can catch uh, stuff that's thrown at you, provided like well you can catch some stuff that's thrown at you. Um, other stuff you shouldn't try to catch. Um, I tried to catch a grenade and it blew up in my face. <laughs> uh, but, uh, like, in another circumstance, Heath fucking caught, I think it was, like, a coconut. He caught a coconut and then threw it back at Drew and caught Drew on it. It was fucking amazing. Uh, like, it was just epic shit. He just fucking caught it out of midair and then threw it back. It was very cool. Um, yeah, just that kind of shit. So there's that, and there's all these, like, weapons that spawn. You sort of learn how the weapons work and that kind of stuff. Um... Uh, yeah, and you just sort of brawl it up. It's a goofy single screen brawler, party game brawler. It's good. It's good fun. Um, I don't know how it would work, how it'd go with um, like lag and whatnot, but I'd be interested to find, <clears throat> to find out. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> so that 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 game's not actually out yet. This is like a a demo um yeah so rubber bandits isn't out but if you look up rubber bandits it should have a link to the summer prologue which is the demo uh and is currently playable uh so yeah you can check it out unlike party animals which stopped letting you play its demo for some inexplicable reason and still right. isn't out yeah. Okay, is is this different to the Christmas prologue, or is it the same thing? Uh, what the fuck is the Christmas prologue? Uh, I don't know. It says here, Rubber Band's Christmas prologue was released uh, six months ago. Okay. I guess I don't know. I I yeah, it must be different. I was playing the summer prologue. This is this is different. Well, it's summer now over here. Is, this, right. is it a newer update? I'm just trying to find it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it was recent. It, it, it just came out like um, oh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So it's Last the week. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. Definitely worth checking out. Awesome. Um, all right. Next up, what's Tainted Grail? Is this a board game? Uh, no. Okay. Fair enough. What is it then? It is a... Deck building roguelites! Whoa! What a shocker! Joe's playing another fucking deck building roguelites. Before you go, there's yeah. just because I'll forget later. There's one out on Steam that I nearly pulled the trigger on. is called Griftlands. Oh yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I've I've been on. I, I talked about that fucking last year, mate. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just on come Epic. Out. Yeah, uh, it's been on. Or oh, it came out on early access on Epic mm. at first. Uh, and uh yeah 
I now that it's out because I was like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I think I'm gonna fucking put this one away until it actually comes out. So now it's out. I'll check it out. Yeah, cool. All right, go on. Tell us about your roguelite deck <clears throat> of the week. Uh, yeah, of the week. Uh, Tainted Grail is a roguelite deck builder. Um, based in like uh, I don't know alt dimension horror version of the Arthurian legend um, where you're a whatever class you pick going through and uh, attempting to to work out what happened how you wound up trapped in this uh, extra dimensional arena uh, fighting monsters stuff like that uh, in the weirdness it's called um, and you try, you've got a village and you sort of find people and get them to come to your village and they provide you with, a, you know, a bunch of different options and ways to sort of, um, I don't know, further your, your successes and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, like it's, uh, it's basically, you know, like most of these games um you are you like enter you, you go into a fight and you play your cards and cards do damage depending on what class you're playing and like uh yeah that means that you're able to kill the monsters and the monsters at the end of it, like when you level up you get a new fucking card to pick from and um it's not after every fight there's a, like a leveling system um, there are a bunch of like every five levels, I think three levels, you get a new perk and the perks do different things and change how you play. And all the perks are different based on which class you're playing and all that kind of stuff. There's fucking nine, I think nine classes, uh, which is insane. And, uh, yeah, you just sort of roll through and kill the fucking kill the bosses and whatnot like uh this this theoretically four bosses or five bosses depending on where you're up to in the game uh there's a secret boss and you have to make a sacrifice to be able to fight the secret boss uh and yeah you you go through it and see what you can do um i don't love it it's like not my favorite rogue light deck builder. I think it's got some problems. Um, it's like engaging and like very compelling, but you get to a point where you just start to see um, these issues. And once you know the issues, you can't stop seeing them. It's got this really bad habit. Uh, it does like. I, I before it, you know, I, I like the story. I like the meta narrative story that sort of, you know, people will say it's up its own ass, but I like when games explore uh, their relationship with narrative um, via the narrative. I, I think I always enjoy that. So uh, I think it does a really good job with that stuff. And uh, I think it's quite clever in the way it's written. The music's fucking amazing. It has like, 
seriously fantastic music. I really like the music. Um, and like when it's not inexplicably deliberately ugly and it is really, really bad looking sometimes. Um, and that that's a deliberate choice for some reason that I just don't agree with. Uh, when it's not that, uh, it can look quite like it's got a really good art style. Like it's got a really good art direction. It's just that most of the time it's ugly as fucking sin. Um, and it doesn't sh like, doesn't really show you that. So like, if you look at like the, the screenshots or the trailer, they're what they're doing like something fucking tricksy with it in that they're running around you use this thing called a a weird candle to burn away the weirdness right and so when you watch the trailer everything looks crisp and clean but what happens if you're not burning a weird candle and you won't be burning a weird candle all the time or i mean most of the time you've only got fucking five of the cuts and they don't last all that long um if you're not burning a weird candle, it's this weird, like, fucking... It's like when you... They do those tests uh, on patients with dementia and get them to draw themselves and everything's, like, all fucking skew-if and looks weird and stuff and, like, everything looks all blurry and... It's, mm. Yeah, that they, they've done that to it and so the game winds up looking fucking super ugly most of the time and largely like incomprehensible from a visual standpoint i just don't understand why they do it uh and like it's super weird because it looks good when it doesn't look ugly as piss it's so weird it's such a fucking odd decision to me um but yeah, so so there's that, right? Uh, and and I don't like that very much. Uh, but there's also a lot of that RNG that I don't really like. It does that RNG style stuff that I just don't love, right? I've talked about it before. There are ways to do RNG in games that are good, and there are ways to do RNG in games that are bad. And Tainted Grail has a lot of both types, right? There's layers on layers and layers of RNG. And yeah, I just, I don't know. When, it, when it's doing the bad RNG, it's really bad. When it's doing the good RNG, it's, you know, it's a roguelike, deck builder so there has to be RNG right that's it's fucking baked into the core right it'd be like I don't know making fucking spaghetti without noodles you're kind of just making fucking let's just boggle the next source mate um so you gotta accept that there's RNG because it's a deck building and I'm fine with that and I like it uh when it sticks to the confines of that style of RNG you know card draw um enemy like enemy draw that kind of stuff um reward all that kind of stuff i'm fine with 
Um, but it does on occasion, like this, the first class, first extra class you unlock, it's called the summoner class. And the summoner class summons things, uh, summons extra entities. Uh, so you can summon a fae, which is useless. You can summon a worm, which targets sing like a single enemy and hits them. You can summon a abomination, which targets all enemies, but does less damage than the worm. And the worm also gradually does more damage because it damages, like hurts armor. Uh, and you can summon a golem, which tanks. It all all damage uh, targeted at your team is redirected to the golem, and then it uh, reflects a portion of that damage back. Um, the problem is the two attacking characters, right? Actually, the the. Uh, three attacking characters because technically the golem reflect attack is is chosen at random as well um they uh the worm and the golem both attack at random they choose their targets randomly and so you don't get to decide what is getting attacked you can get a card that deliberately focuses all attention on one enemy but whether or not you get that card uh is you know Pretty, yeah, it's <laughs> not, it's down to the RNG, but it, it is literally like you wind up in this situation where that's the only card that makes one of the fucking creatures viable. You'll still use, I always, you take the golem by default, right? Uh, that's your default summon. You will always take that because it means you're not getting fucking walloped. Uh, and it's basically your only chance of survivability. Right, but it means that you have to use the abomination, and then there are cards, there are enemies rather that buff their own fucking armor that get to a point where they can't take any fucking damage from the abomination. So you need the worm out to be doing armor damage, or you need to have taken cards that negate armor or items or whatever. Um, but if you can't pick what the worm attacks, then you just have to sit there and watch while the worm attacks the wrong fucking thing, there's one one enemy in particular where you will literally just sit there. You can either, once you come up against it and realize you haven't got quite the right stuff you need to take it down, uh, like you don't have the focus fire card and you come up against this enemy, your options are to literally play no cards so you die as quickly as possible or to spend the next half an hour shipping this thing away while your uh, while your worm randomly picks one of three to attack and 33% of the time attacks the correct target. And when it doesn't attack the correct target, it does nothing at all. And you just have to somehow stay alive that entire time and you will piss away all of your survivability trying to stay alive. And it's a mad pain in the ass of a fight. And it's just a waste of time. Um, the Abomination, yeah, it quickly gets outpaced armor-wise. And yeah, you do have options for negating armor, but like, not that many. You don't have that many fucking options. And again, you don't necessarily get to decide where that fucking armor negation goes to, except in a couple of cases. 
So, yeah. It's not necessarily a fucking option for you. And so, yeah, you wind up in this case where that's bad RNG. Uh, it's the same. It reminded me of fucking artifacts where you'd fucking play your heroes and then they'd get slaughtered up against minions and the enemy heroes that have fucking free attacks on your fucking tower. And you're like, well, that was a complete waste of my fucking time. Uh, and I didn't even get a fucking decide on it. Like, what were they fucking thinking? That's not how Dota plays. That's not how people play Dota. Like, what the fuck? I'm playing, like, yeah. Basically, the same thing. That's not what I want you to do. What is the point of me being your summoner if you're not going to do what I want you to do? Anyway, you can get around it. I finished the game. The first time I finished the game, uh, I killed both uh, the, the regular bosses and then went through and finished the game to kill the secret bosses. I did it using the summoner. Um, mm -hmm. and I had a build that basically couldn't be killed. Um, you Like, if you get that redirect card, those enemies are piss easy. Um, and if you don't, they're either literally impossible or you'll spend 30... You'll, yeah, you'll spend 30 minutes finding out whether or not it was an impossible fight or whether or not you'd eventually fucking beat it, but it's tedious as shit, and mm -hmm. you... You just have to fucking deal with it. So you just fucking reset. There's no easy way to reset. You won't if you go for a full new run. You don't get your fucking XP and you need XP to unlock new cards for a class and all that kind of shit. So it's just bad. Like it's just bad. A bad choice. There's a lot of little fucking tiny bad choices. Like you run around on a map to find these fights and find these people and find the boss and all this kind of stuff. But it really just feels like the map of Slay the Spire where you've got these branching paths it just feels like that except instead of clicking on the next fight it takes longer right like it, I don't know what fucking running around adds to anything there is a small percentage chance that you'll have a good or bad like random event hit you while you're running around but it's like fucking sub 5% chance so what the fuck is the point of it? Why not like have a roll of D20 when I move to the next fucking fight and if it comes up one, then I have this event. Like, just do it that way. Why Why do I have to fucking run places? It just drags things out. It adds an unnecessary amount of fucking extra uh, like time to walk... And, and I just don't think wasting time is something you want to do in a roguelite, ever. Like, I just, I, th oh, I always think that's a mistake. You want people to be able to fucking clap through as fast as possible, get onto the next shit, ASAP, get, like, start their loop again as soon as possible. It was a problem that I had with Eternal with the fucking cutscenes. I know you can skip them, but, like, get the fuck out of here. I don't care, right? Like, after I've seen them a dozen times I don't care anymore I don't want to see him for the next 300 every time I fucking die especially if I died on purpose because I knew I had an unwinnable run like once you get to the point where you have you know that you can't win fuck that man like nobody wants to persist and nobody wants to waste extra time with bullshit time like stretching measures 
It just doesn't make any sense. It's got other bad RNG too. Like there's there, and it's got like obtuseness built into it. And I think that's uh, again part of that aesthetic choice where like everything's fucking blurry and it wants you to feel like nothing you don't have a good grasp on information right but i think it's bad in a fucking deck builder because you need to like roguelites and especially deck building roguelites are risk management fucking to the core like all the way through they are risk management games where you are managing your risk against your reward at all fucking times but like it's got these items in it where you'll like there's a mushroom and says oh probably not a good idea to eat this and you eat it and you cop fucking 25% of your health damage right yeah and that's it you're like okay cool so I never eat that again but it, <laughs> yeah you're wandering you wandered through your village and this you found this scientist chick and she gives you the option to fucking upgrade the mushroom and so you're you're like okay does that make it worth eating but you can't work out whether or not it makes it worth eating or not and it's like so what the fuck is the point right so why would i do that why would i spend the resources i have there's way too many fucking currencies by the way there's so many there's card shards uh Candle wax, blood, coins, uh, some other special super coin, uh, like fucking dozens and dozens of uh, runes, like, yeah, way too many fucking currencies. Um, yeah, so that doesn't help. But yeah, you're like, why would I? I've only got fucking five of these fucking doohickeys. Why would I spend them on something that may or may not fucking help me, right? Instead, I'm just never going to take the mushroom again. Or you find I found a noose at one point and said it's bad for humans. I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck that means. That's not helpful. Is it bad? Like, like um, you put it around your neck. Yeah. Okay. Stop, so stop I need to die. There is a. There's another one that's like the a boon of of the weird god or some shit. Mm. A sigil of the gods. I don't know something. And when you use it, it is a very quick way to get. Uh, an achievement where you, you need like to to do like a shit ton of damage in one hit and uh, you can do it really easily by using this because it will do the maximum amount of damage 999,999 on you and you die instantly uh, and it seems like it's a 50-50 fucking chance that it'll do that what the fuck is the point of that right because the only reason you would have that item in your deck is if, like, I, I used it once, it killed me, and I'm like, well, okay, I never use that again, obviously, right? The only reason you would have it is if the, there was, a, like, an off chance or you got to a position where, like, oh, well, the only way I'm going to fucking win this is if I throw a Hail Mary and something, something good happens, right? This is my only option left. This is... Uh, I guess I got to use this. But if you've allowed yourself to get in that position, right, then isn't your success slash failure literally a flip of the coin? What the fuck is the good of that? Who gets anything out of that? That's not how fucking deck building roguelites work. Flipping a coin to win or lose is like literally joked about in sitcoms as something that is desperately, like the fucking in Always Sunny, right? When they play Charlie McDennis, 
and they go through all that shit and you know they you know they finally uh, Dennis and Dee have been caught cheating and they're like oh well uh, if we run out of time then flip a coin and they flip a fucking coin and then Dennis and Dee win right they get their excitement is out of the fact that they get to fucking stomp stuff but it's not a win they didn't really fucking win right and they talk about that in the follow up fucking episode of Charlie McDennis I don't know why I'm going so far down the fucking Charlie McDennis fucking train but like it's just it's an unsatisfying victory and if a game is all about risk management flip of the fucking coin is a dumb fucking way to win or lose so that item has literally no fucking use it is idiotic is so fucking dumb and I just don't like that it exists. Again, it's hard percentage, pure win or fail as well, which is, in its purest sense, bad RNG. So I, I don't really like that. Um, I don't know. I played a fuck ton of this game, man. Um, <laughs> and you're not selling it. <laughs> I've played it for 14 and a half hours. And <laughs> I don't dislike it, hmm. but I don't think it's good sure yeah right like fair enough yeah um yeah like if you're after a rogue light deck builder then and Grifflands. you've played everything else yeah and you've already played grifflands and have a squiz but yeah i like i really like the world and I really like the fucking... I love the fucking... I cannot express enough how much I love the fucking music. But, yeah. It, I just don't... I don't think it works as a rogue builder... Like, tech builder. Rogue light tech builder. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Cool. It's been Fair a taint, Tainted Grail Conquest... Uh, it does appear to be is it based on a board game or something I because I looked it up and I, I saw a board game um, um yeah this is made by Awaken Realms who made Nemesis um which is that uh, alien style board game mm. I talked about um yeah right yeah Tainted Grail The Fall of Avalon uh, so I guess it's the digital version of that. Maybe because there's there's another game here as well um, that the same studio is making called Tainted Grail: The Fall of Avalon, and that does that has a date of this year as well, and it looks like another roguelike deck builder. Like I don't know if it's an expansion or something, or if it's based off of that board game. Yeah, maybe um, it's the digital version of the board game. Yeah, I don't know. It's confusing. Whatever it is. <laughs> well, that's um, Tiny Grail's jam being confusing. Yeah. Um, All right. It's a cool looking game. Mm. It'd probably have really good fucking minis. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, that's that. Tainted Grail Conquest. Not the board game. Yep. Awesome um keep going let's do it 
We have Operation Tango. This is a cooperative um, puzzle game. Puzzle game where you are playing as a group of agents slash hackers, um, and you work together to solve puzzles. And each player uh, has a different set of things that they need to be doing on the screen in order to help the other person, and vice versa. Um, so you pick this up on Steam. It yep. comes with a friend pass, which the other player can just install the game. Then you get given a lobby code, and then that player with the friend pass can join into the lobby, and off you go. You start playing through the missions. Um, do you want to talk about it? You can go. Do your thing. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I, it's an interesting game. Um, I played the demo like uh, last year. Uh, maybe during last year's summer games festival um, with Cleb, and I didn't. I think I didn't love it back then. I thought it was a little bit too easy. Like the the puzzles were a bit too simple, um, and I was hoping. You know, I think back then I said, you know, what we really need is for the puzzles to be more challenging for it to really have any weight. And sadly, it they didn't do that. The puzzles are still way too fucking easy, uh, in my opinion. Um, but I did have a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I think it, you know, the asymmetrical puzzle or asymmetrical co-op puzzle game has a lot of fucking legs to it. I think it's a really cool idea. Um, and, and really all... I would like to see is like a lot more challenge uh, in, in, the, in the concepts. You know, I've, I've played We Were Here, the We Were Here series with, um, with Nate a bunch and I really like that. Um, I think that one was tougher or less, you know, uh, I don't know, less afraid to challenge players significantly. But uh, the essence of these games is in the requirement for communication, you know, uh, and, and how people communicate. And it comes down to largely the ways that people communicate is, is will be success or failure. And I think that's fucking awesome, right? Because that is such a unique skill challenge uh, that you don't see a lot of, right? And um, I think a lot of, like, a lot of game players could really benefit from training that shit training their ability to communicate. I think sure. that we, you and I and Nate, have absolutely no need to train our ability to communicate, but that's because we communicate on a professional fucking level, like as, as a profession. Yeah. So, so it's. I think that might be why we find these games easier because they are designed to challenge people. Like the, the puzzles themselves aren't designed to be challenging. What's supposed to be challenging is how you communicate those puzzles to people. And I think that's a mistake. That's the mistake that I think this game makes is that it it doesn't provide challenge in the puzzles. It, it's like... It's no like, uh, like something to throw you off or anything like that. It's very straightforward. Well, the thing, like, that's it, right? Like, it could have had active red herrings throughout these 
these fucking puzzles that might have actually like thrown a spanner in the works. But I think because because communication is so complex, people. I don't know. It, felt, it almost felt like what what they'd run into was like they'd play tested it, and people were like, "Well, how the fuck am I supposed to work that out if you've already, you know, I'm, I'm communicating this one thing, uh, and now I'm, but it turns out I was supposed to communicate this other one, and yeah, like the closest it came to that was when it was doing that. Uh, we were surfing into this like server. Right, I was the hacker, and I don't know what the fuck you were seeing, but uh, I was on this like this train track type thing. Like, uh, what was, I was that game? Three lines, like Guitar Hero, on right. its side. Oh, okay. And I was, yeah, I was. There was that. There was that game that made like uh, a track based on the music you were listening to, whatever that fucking game was. That was it. Was basically that for me. Mm. Uh, guitar Hero. Pretty similar. But, um, yeah. So I'm seeing this shit and I'm moving my little fucking ship while I surf my way into... Audio surf. Uh, while I surf my way into the fucking server. And the, the closest we came... To, like, the hardest, the biggest challenge we had was in that moment. And the, the thing it was doing was throwing enough stuff at us that we had to prioritize how we communicated and I think that was probably the most interesting the game got for me, or the most challenging, certainly, the game got was in that moment because suddenly I felt like we were actually being stretched in our ability to communicate because we had to analyze what information the other one needed to actually, like, function. But and I think a lot of gamers would struggle in that, like, in that fucking situation because like it's not something that you need to think about you don't you don't need to think about what community what information your partner needs but mm-hmm. the flip side is that we have actually like every everyone who's played PUBG actually I would say everyone who's played PUBG and is any good at it actually has a, a fair amount of fucking like experience doing that uh, under pressure, like under high octane pressure, you're trying to communicate where a fucking sniper is, and you know in your brain, like you look at your fucking dial and you're like, oh, they're at two seventy, but you know in your brain that your like your teammate isn't on top of you, so they won't if they look at two seventy, they'll see something fucking different. So you go, oh, they're at two twenty, and then your teammate is making the same fucking calculation and bang, they fucking find the sniper. Like that's, that's some shit that I think people who've, who have played those kinds of games would have less of a problem. Or the ping with. system. Or a ping system. But, uh, no, before the ping system. <laughs> like hey? now you just point ping. You're yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. But it used to be, drink. it used to be that you had to, yeah, do some high level, intelligent communication shit and uh yeah so i think we got through that stuff uh relatively easily like the the thing we had the hardest fucking time on was that i put up a video in the discord that fucking uh 
you had to navigate through a maze, but one of us is using left and right, and the other one's doing the up and down, and holy fuck, that is some shit. That is just tricky to do. Um, I think the problem was we were on like a hundred I had a hundred ping. Or yeah, I had a hundred fifty ping, and you you were rolling on fucking twenty or some shit. So we're moving because like whenever we were playing rates. that, yeah, the ball on when when it was. Uh, me doing I can't remember what it was maybe up and down I think it was right. like the ball whenever the, the thing just started it just went like straight away just shot <laughs> off to the right as soon as it started I'm like what the fuck like like, you, like there was such a massive delay or something was going on and like yeah. I'd press up and the thing would just slowly go up like a little bit whereas yours is just going like off it went um, so I think that had something to do with like the lag or yeah I don't know the way it was handling our uh, distance but yeah i don't think it challenges you enough like the it, it does it borrows like a lot of elements from other games um like i keep talking and nobody explodes like here's a a, a bomb type situation there's a bunch of different things on it and you've got to relay information to the other person to get them to um solve whatever is they're seeing and like it'd say for instance uh like if there are two blue wires next to a green wire then make sure you cut a cut the yellow wire and and it'd be like five different sort of descriptions there but rather than me just reading out the entire thing like i just read out the important bit that says if there are two blue wires next to the green wire and then wait for you to go no and then go all right next one because there's no point reading the rest of that out yeah, so yeah we end up finishing this thing with so much time left like it yeah. doesn't feel like there's any urgency to it the the one that i like the most is probably the train level um where yeah. it threw like a bunch of them different things at you and we were, were like oh we're not going to finish this but every time we um got low on the you know how much time was left we could It'd just like automatically inject a bunch no, of extra I, I time had to, onto it. I had to inject that. Yeah, and there was a thing I could go do as well that would right. inject more time. Yeah. And so we ended up finishing that thing. It took us a, it took us a while. Yeah. But it's like it's throwing all this urgency at you. Yeah. But then it took us a couple of minutes to figure out the whole thing, and then we finished it. And there was like two and a half minutes remaining that we had left, and it's like oh, that's yeah. not really. Yeah. Like. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we like the the time pressure was too much of an illusion. Um, mm. I think it shouldn't have. Uh, what it was doing was every time like we would, state. every time we would, uh, there were six things that we needed to succeed at, and every time we succeeded at one, it gave us an extra minute or a minute and a half of time. And I think it shouldn't have done that. Like we would have failed. We we should have failed. We took way yeah. too long on one of those things. Like we hard fucked up on one of them right like i i don't even what like what was it like it's just, it, it just seemed it's mixing ingredients or something yeah mixing like you had to like do three droplets inside of one second or some shit right yeah, yeah. and and yeah like tricky tricky like that's a that's a challenging thing to ask of people when timing states are as uh, hairy as they were in in our game because of the ping difference. Um, but yeah. 
Yeah, it just needed to be way more difficult, way more challenging, in my opinion, because it just didn't feel that tricky. Uh, yeah. That first like... elevator was a bit tricky for you. <laughs> He's such a fucking dickhead. <laughs> He's like sending me messages via the via the door, and it's just like it's just it, at first it was just like locked, and it's like try the snowman. I'm like. All right, I gotta try to say, and I'm telling him everything I'm fucking doing, but he's sitting on the other fucking end of it, sending me fucking dickwad fucking messages and not opening the goddamn door. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Why do I have to do everything? What's going on? What am I supposed to see in this snowman? And the other thing, the other fucking part to it was that he reckoned he couldn't see the snowman. He couldn't see any of the fucking winter shit. He's like, no, I just see a empty elevator, and you're in it. And I'm like, wow, that's weird, eh? That's pretty interesting though and then no he was A he was the one making the snowman exist and B lying which uh, that was literally the first thing we fucking did it had me worried for how the rest of that fucking game was gonna go but um, <laughs> what about right like jump you idiot and yeah. you were, like try to find the jump I'm like, I'm like trying to jump against this fucking window oh my god <laughs> oh. what yeah. a what, what a so I think what? it like, I, yeah, I think it's got a, uh, it's too maybe casual for our, like not hard enough. It yeah. felt, felt not as challenging. And then we had some weird bugs with it as well. There's a couple yeah. of times where like on the menu, you couldn't click on things. And then the, the very last level, like completely broke, broke for us. Right. We couldn't, we couldn't finish it. And we were struggling yeah. to figure out what to do until we just quit we jumped back in we must have spent like i don't know 15 minutes on it or something a while um and then uh we ended up bailing from that game reloading like restarting the game jumping back in and immediately i could do stuff <laughs> like it completely changed the experience and so uh, it's a little little buggy um yeah which was a bummer because that was the very last level as well right so yeah it was like find the bomb and we had to like full quit the game so that you could see a fucking door or some shit it was ridiculous hmm. yeah yeah um but it does some interesting things with with uh giving players different perspectives on what's going on 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 their game and then uh giving them different types of puzzles to sort of complete but a lot of it is yeah communication like you said talking to the other player seeing what they can see and then trying to figure out what you you actually need to be doing but if you're the type of person that plays a lot of games um yeah. understands basic principles of puzzles then it is yeah it just doesn't seem like too challenging uh because you know how these things sort of work so yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting game. It's just like it, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of replay value there. No. Um because like once we know how things work, even then, it's kind of like it's not like there's a difficulty on there. You like you can't make things harder for you. It's just kind yeah. of you just jump in and play it again and you know how that stuff works. So Right at the end, what I found was really interesting. I think this is what made me think there was a like a play test where people said that was too difficult. Uh, we, we came across a bunch of these puzzles that had, that were huge and they had all these moving parts, but it was, it was like you had to like, 
when you have to go through a maze, but there's like just you you go from point A to point B and there's no wall. Like you just go straight there. Like there was they were so me- like they wound up being so mechanically simple, but they looked visually really, really foreboding, and it was so odd uh, that they did that because. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, and it made me, yeah, definitely made me feel like maybe uh, someone had said it was it was too difficult. Uh, yeah. That, that was the most exciting. I'm like, oh, fucking finally, some good fucking puzzles. But no. Uh, yeah. And it would be interesting to play through again with the, you know, to and switch roles. But uh, I don't think... Um, yeah, I don't think it'd be anywhere near as challenging because hmm. you would absolutely already know. Uh, it'd actually be even easier because suddenly you'd be like, oh, that's what I was seeing. Right. Yeah, I know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also three and a half hours for 25 bucks is, I guess it's technically seven hours a game, but... Mm, Mm. yeah i mean even less right because we ran into bugs like yeah we had to restart a couple of times you couldn't see this like there's a couple of times we couldn't see what was going on, on the screen yeah during cutscenes. um yep. it's just weird like some of the wording for some of those the questions were really weird even the puzzles like there was that one where it said like don't align on my screen and yours said align but yeah. every time I tried to move something, like I had, there was no feedback on what I was moving. It kind of just clicked. Like right. I didn't know if I was doing anything. Like I couldn't tell if it was like a bunch of panels with some screws in them. And every time I grabbed one, it made a clicking sound and then just shifted and I couldn't see what moved. And it was just really, so we, I just brute forced that one eventually. Yeah. Just like fucking, it's just, um, yeah. Some of them are a bit finicky, but anyway like it's i think it's an interesting concept i'd probably say it's i don't know if the price is worth it i think it's a little bit too expensive yeah um but at the same time it does give you that friend code right or friend pass yeah. you can play with someone else um so yeah i don't know what did you think what did yeah i i agree i, I think it's perhaps a little bit overpriced for what it winds up being um uh, yeah, like I guess you could theoretically split it with a friend, but uh, no, nah, probably not. Probably not, eh? Um, yeah. It's a, I don't know, if they wind up, like if their plan is to add more episodes and more uh, like missions, no. that'd be that'd be fucking cool. I'd be about that. That'd be good. Um, that'd make it worth it. Like, even one more mission, I reckon, would make it worth it. But as it is, yeah, no, doesn't have it. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. That's called Operation Tango. It's available now on. Uh, you can check it out on Steam. Um, on PlayStation, it's got crossplay as well. Yeah, and uh, like we said, if you pick it up, you can give someone a um, a friend code to. Yeah. So they can play it um all right there you go that's it that's all the games we've got and uh do some news let's go
bunch uh, of things going on, obviously. Yep. Obviously, we talked about uh, it's coming up to E3. Um, so we're getting into the part where they're doing things like Judges Week and starting to show off games a little bit early. Uh, and so news will start trickling out. The first one we've got is the Far Cry 6 gameplay trailer leaked, <laughs> for starters. Yeah. Um, uh, but they have officially revealed that. They showed off a bunch of uh, the first gameplay for that game, um, which features uh, either a, a male or female protagonist, whichever you decide to pick. On um, Is it an island or a series of islands? Uh based off of i think they're sort of leaning towards like a cuba sort of vibe to it and um to me it seems like it's uh you know an interesting direction for far cry they're talking about things like not having to rely on just shooting things like a bit more you know a bit more variety in the gameplay that's i think the the thing that it sort of piqued my interest the most um you know because i think that we talked about it before with like the older scrolls online like not just clicking one two three four five like there's other things that you can do to engage in this world and so having a game like far cry which is uh in the past being just shooting things in the face <laughs> clearing camps uh, yeah. by introducing some new mechanics i think is yeah an interesting direction of that game it's something that's much needed because uh while i have enjoyed those other games um maybe you're starting to get a bit repetitive and stale and you know, needed something new. Um, what was your sort of yeah. takeaway from that? Uh, I love the idea of, of spending more time in like urban environments. I reckon that's a really new area for Far Cry to take us to. Like these, um, like I think we've gotten used to the most uh, built up an area would be like maybe a, a couple of barns or something. But this is like on city streets and shit which is pretty cool and um this was this like watching the video it felt like one of the things that we used to sort of like one of those things they used to show before uh a gameplay hands-on session like you know you'd go into uh the office like one of the offices there and they'd uh sit you down in front of a giant TV, everyone in a boardroom or some shit, and you whip out your fucking notepad, and then they'd be like, and, uh, yeah, we're just getting you to watch this, and we'll get you hands-on, and it's sort of, it was a very involved and epic introduction to the world of, uh, of Far Cry 6, which, I, you know, pretty cool. Uh, it must have, must have been extremely, uh, involved for them, like, way more involved. I felt like they sort of, I don't know, didn't show as much as I would have liked, mm-hmm. considering how long it was. I think uh, we haven't seen more. We are, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm hoping that what we're actually going to get is sort of the opportunity to go hands-on. I mean, Ubisoft's mm. offices, I believe, are open again. So, Or they could do, they've been doing, you know, Rainbow Six has been doing hands-on, uh, sorry, offline, or sorry, online, rather, preview sessions for a little while now. So I, I fucking... This, I don't know, this game looks like my fucking jam, man. The only thing that I really need them to do is fix how the co-op fucking works. You know? That's the... But I can see myself playing this solo if they don't, so I'm okay with it. 
Yeah. I, I like the whole, um, how the world or the, um, like the weapons feel very, uh, what's the word? Like mechanical or, uh, like you're using objects from the world to create yeah. these weird, uh, concoction of mechanisms that you use to shoot at people. Um, like, I think the one they showed off was like, an engine from a car or something that turned into like a, a mini gun and then the other one oh, was yeah. like the the cd, CD gun like yeah. macarena um <laughs> i saw i saw who was it eb games this is how old we are i think eb games wrote there were vinyls a vinyl oh, launcher God. and i was like it's a CD, dude. It literally says yeah. on it. It's a CD. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone so far from vinyls to CDs back to vinyls that the <laughs> 20-year-old running the EB Games account doesn't know what CDs are. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I think that, like, the, the feel of the game looks really interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I've always liked the Far Cry games, so I'm very keen to jump into that. Um, what's your takeaway on the... Um, the politics of far cry 6 they put a blog <laughs> post up on the ubisoft website this is the first time they have uh, acknowledged that they're tackling politics in a game it's been a huge thing for ubisoft games in the past um yeah. the, the division copped a lot of flack for it you've got things like ghost recon a lot of rainbow six games like uh they have been very much like we we're not being political in our games we're just trying to tell a story whereas this one they've come out and basically said like the first line of this article was our story is political yeah uh, and it's a blog post from the narrative designer uh, sorry narrative director, director of, yeah. of far cry 6 saying that like we're going to be looking at things related to fascism imperialism uh forced labor lgbtq plus rights um yeah free and fair elections like what what's your takeaway of this are they finally admitting that yes maybe it's time to to get into this stuff not not like, walk around the bush yeah uh walk around beat around the bush beat um the yeah no uh, I, I thought it was you know i like to I'm, I'm glad to see it uh you can like the that hesitance to actually commit to uh, a political stance in games is always fault in the narrative, in my opinion. Like, you will always feel it if they're trying to appease everyone because it mutes the impact that the story is capable of having. Say. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think this is this is a good sign for the game. Uh, yeah, in my opinion. it's It's got to be a good sign because it just means that they're more confident in what they're attempting to say and what they're, what they're willing to say. So yeah, it's mm. a good thing. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very keen on uh, checking this one out. So we will, uh, I'll probably hear more about that one. I would say in the next two weeks. Um, all right. That's Far Cry 6. Next up, we got Battlefield Reveal is happening June 9th. Um, not a lot to say about this about one. This I'm just fucking ex excited. We didn't have a fucking exact date, but I'm very oh, okay. fucking. It was amped. June. That's right. We knew it was in June. We just didn't know yeah. exactly when. Um, yeah, uh, I'm fucking pumped. This this is this is 2021 cyberpunk. In that, I will fucking lose my shit. 
I'm yeah, be extremely disappointed when it eventually comes <laughs> and then, out. Yeah, and, and then, then runs like shit. And then, yeah, and then experience immense disappointment. Um, but yeah, no, I'm fucking amped. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, and then next up we saw um, Dying Light 2, which now has a, a subtitle to it called Stay Human. This is created by Techland. Um, they released a, uh, a, well, I guess they're doing a series of of uh, gameplay uh, trailers and interviews with developers and that sort of thing. I watched this one live as it was happening. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it looks sick. They, they, this, they talked a bit. I've, I've turned around. I'm in. Yeah. I yeah. was sort of iffy on it before, but this looks fucking rad. Uh, yeah, I, I like the, um, the, uh, the parkourness of it as well like the wall running and jumping yeah. around and like it seems like they're i think he said something like three thousand animations for that sort of stuff or um, i don't know it was bonkers um yeah it looked really cool i'm, I'm digging it yeah base jumping fucking zip lining fucking all kinds of shit like there's loads going on and yeah I, the faction stuff looks cool like it just looks rad i'm fucking excited yeah they didn't they didn't dive into it much but they they briefly touched on like the uh actions and consequences like going in uh you know getting electricity or power from somewhere and like who do you give it to type thing and how that sort of affects the world and what's going on so that should be uh really interesting so uh seems like they're going to be doing a series of these uh sort of interviews slash gameplay reveal trailers leading up to its release which now has a december release date um we'll see if that one changes but at this stage it's due out this year um some more gameplay reveal stuff we've got horizon forbidden west the sequel to horizon zero dawn um we got our first look at gameplay for this which yeah this game looks looks amazing (laughs) looks really nice yeah uh, it's it's a very good looking game. Uh, they've made a lot of changes. Looks like the combat, um, borrowing elements from things like I don't know, uh, like other open world games. We saw like a uh, like a, a hang a glider in there. Um, we've got like a, a sort of a grapple hook system going on. Um, yeah, it looks sweet. There, there's lots of uh, exploration elements involved now underwater like yeah. you're not just sort of climbing things around you but going under the under the water and doing some exploration there so that's that's really neat um sort of expanding the things that we liked about horizon zero dawn and taking them in another direction um i think the thing that really stood out for me was the combat the yeah that that giant uh, i can't remember the name of it but it's like this giant mechanical creature that they're attacking and yep. it's got like people Boy, on the back of it as well yeah yep. and as as aloy is like attacking this thing there's like bits of wood falling off of it and she um there's a moment where she uses like a, a, a like a goo gun and it it basically just this yellow globby stuff just goes all over its legs and sort of hampers it from moving um and then uh she like lines up a shot and shoots like one of the weapons off its tusk and the weapon falls into the sand on the ground and she runs over and picks up that weapon and then like uses it against this thing like that stuff is 
looks looks good. Yeah, it uh, it looks like fucking like gorgeous, like staggeringly good looking, and mm. uh, yeah, the amount of shit that it looks like you're able to do, it's like very fucking exciting because yeah, you, like you said it like going underwater the amount of fucking exploratory stuff you're able to do now it didn't feel like you were held back from exploration in Horizon Zero Dawn but like they found new ways to get people to engage with the environment and the environments of Horizon were always one of the fucking highlights so yeah it looks fucking rad hmm I mean, there's a there's a glimpse of like, do you get the feeling that it's not going to just be San Francisco, but it could be like oh, other areas reckon? along the west coast? Like they, you saw yeah, the map that sort of explained yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. Do you reckon they'll mm. uh, they'll go to what is it? They'll go north or or south? What do you reckon? Like Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, because then they could have like a Last of Us Easter egg. Ah. Uh. There you go. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they could go to LA and just do nothing. <laughs> It'd be really boring. Yep. Yeah. Classic. All right. LA. Um. Anyway, uh, th- there's a bunch of PlayStation news coming up. Basically, this is a quote from Herman Holst, who is the uh, he's overseeing PlayStation Studios. So the, the there's a bunch of them. Um. This is a quote from a blog post that came out today. It says, For Horizon, we think we are on track to release this holiday season, uh, but that isn't quite certain yet, and we are working as hard as we can to confirm that to you as soon as we can. Uh, so Horizon obviously had a uh, release date of this year. Um, there was a statement from them recently saying it is on track um, still, and this has been reiterated in this Q&A post today. Um yeah i guess we gotta wait and see right the thing that worries me is if they do push this back mm-hmm. they've got problems because they don't have a big triple a game for this year like for the end of this year right. um because leaning onto this uh god of war ragnarok has been delayed to 2022 which uh i guess is not is i mean i've been saying this for a couple months now i don't expect this game to come out this year just because i've been so quiet on it um, yeah, and the, if it was going to come out, it would have came out the first half of this year, and it didn't. Uh, there was no, there's no way they're releasing two two of those games at the end of this year. It just doesn't make any sense. What doesn't make any sense is they don't release any any of those games this year, because then they don't have it. Like they don't have any games. That's a, I mean, I think that's a massive problem. Um, like. I, I don't know about, like, you know, it's obviously not ideal, but it's not like they won't have had any games out in 2021. Mm. Uh, we're very close to... Clank. Yeah, it's that's just around the corner, and obviously Returnal. Um, yeah, the you know, it's, it's far from ideal, but... Uh, I think the problem is that they said, like, it's coming out, like, they basically gave you two games, which is Ragnarok and Forbidden West saying it'll be out this year so people have gone out and bought these devices expecting to be able to play something Mm. and for them to then not have anything I think that's where the issue is of like you can't you kind of lose your good trust in them yeah true 100% on the flip side uh, at least they've got any games at all 
yeah. unlike the other giant console that's out. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those odd things, I guess. Hmm. Um, yeah. Is God Award surprising? Or... No, I, I think we'd all sort of figured it wasn't coming anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. Um, yeah. The other news out of this was that uh, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, and Gran Turismo, is it 7, uh, are going to be releasing on PlayStation 4 as well as PlayStation 5. No, that was the other news that came out of this post. Uh, getting the people a bit fired up about this. Um, I guess the the I guess the long legs of Sony supporting these other games and how much it will sort of hinder the development of it. Uh, trying to get this stuff to run. Like we we talked about. Uh, you mentioned Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven just before, and yep. uh, there there was a lot of. Um, well, that game initially got delayed because I was trying to get that game running properly on the old generation of consoles um you know there's some some people thinking that maybe they should focus on the new gen first and then try and sort out the old gen stuff what is you know what should they I, yeah do? and I, do I, I i don't agree i don't agree with that at all you know like mm. I, I i think um i think they have a far bigger audience currently on the old gen consoles uh and they're still struggling to get fucking uh new consoles into people's hands people are still struggling to get those new consoles so uh until they can fix that fucking logistics nightmare um they should make sure that people who currently own like the large large section of people who currently own um the console our console are absolutely being taken care of what do you think what's your position yeah yeah i think it's it's obviously it'd be nice to have yeah these things for both but uh they're not going to cut out their biggest like they're making most of their money yeah on that old gen like there's 140 plus million of those units out compared to the less than 20 is it less than 20 i can't don't know the numbers um anyway uh, so we'll get uh, hopefully some more information about that real soon in terms of release dates. Um, and the last piece of sort of information from this blog post was, I guess, confirmation that the uh, developer behind Days Gone, Ben Studios, is uh, now working on a new open world IP and not a sequel to Days Gone. Um, it'll be using the same technology yeah. as that uh, game that they made. Um mm. But this sort of is on the back of the uh, interviews that have been done by people that have left that studio quite recently in the last couple of months, um, saying that they were working on a uh, a sequel up until like the end of last year, and then it was uh, killed. Um, So yeah, this is, I guess, the first official confirmation we've had from Sony that, yes, that game is uh, no longer being done. Yeah. Um, We've, so, yeah. we've sort of we've gone over our opinions on that one a bit already I reckon uh, mm. yeah I uh, I don't really I'm pretty apathetic about it uh, I'm sure they can do something they've got a lot of experience with the the engine so I'm sure they can do something interesting um, whether or not not a zombie game 
Not a zombie yam. Yeah. Yep. Right. All right. I think that's it. Um, nothing else was announced. I don't think while we've been talking. Um, no new Nintendo Switch Pro. I don't think. No, nope, not that I can see. No. Maybe get another day or two. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Because <laughs> there's, there's news coming out all the time. Anyway. There is. All right. There you go. Any questions for this week? No questions this week. Easy. We can get out of here. Be the end of the podcast. Awesome. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get your podcasts from. You can find us on The Gap or The GA Podcast. Uh, please rate and review the show. Helps other people find us. Uh, thank you if you have a chance to do that. Um, if you would like to send us questions, you can go to thegapodcast.com slash discord. You can jump in there. We've got a questions channel. We've got a movie channel. We can talk about your favorite movies you just saw. Uh, there's general chat. People talking about how expensive the new uh 3080 tie is it's a tie Ty. apparently oh yeah what an is idiot it? you'd think that guy that yeah don't get me started on that um I think he's what about trying, that surely what about uh that amd stuff did you see that shit i did yeah i i mean it doesn't look you got such a think, amd hate boner that you can't fucking bring yourself to give a fuck about it radian well the stuff that i've seen from it so far is from people in the hardware know or the 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 novel graphics industry is like very m- mediocre at this stage yeah it seems like they're at a point where it's sort of behind dlss 1.0 um yeah just from what it's doing the the stuff i've read is it just seems to be like a super sampling type thing um because this is a software-based solution as well it's not using a hardware-based solution like NVIDIA is. Um, I guess the good thing is it'll be open sourced. So a lot of people will be able to get their hands on it. But at the same time, it requires developers to jump into this to get the support behind it as well. So it all just depends on them. Yeah. Um, sure. I don't know, man. I guess we got to wait and see how good it actually turns out to be. Yeah. Any thoughts? Uh, I think it'll... You know, it'll continue to grow over time, but it is obviously currently way behind. And, uh, yeah, like, tensor cores are the essence of what makes DLSS work. Um, And without them, uh, it's always going to be an uphill battle. It's possible, but, yeah, it it won't ever be as good, you know? That's the thing. Um, yeah. Still, it's it's good that they have a solution, right? It's a step in the right direction and they do desperately need to start doing that. So, sure. yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, eventually, hopefully the good thing out of that is that they are not coming to things like, like if they could implement that stuff into consoles, that'd be cool. Because they're, they're yeah. you know, that's something that could be needed in the future, a couple of years from now. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, so you can go on there to the Discord, chat about those sorts of things. You can jump in and play games. People playing, uh, I don't know, I haven't been in there for a while, but people playing games, usually. There's things yep. going on. Yep. Um, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. You can watch the podcast in video form if you want. 
Uh, you can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com, and find all the links to those things we just mentioned, including past episodes of the show. Or you can just jump on there and check out uh, some of Job's semi-weekly features. Uh, last week was about the um, battlefield economy. Battlefield yep. moment economy. Um, that was a couple of weeks back, actually. Yep. And... Um, um, I've been behind. I've been doing. Yeah, you are three. You are three. We need them up there. End of the day. Thank you. <laughs> um, and th- that is all. Thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash the GA Podcast. Become a recurring member. Get the podcast a little bit early and uh, help us pay the bills and keep the website running. Thank you to everyone who does that. We Thank you so much. appreciate your support. You're and the have best. You got anything you'd like to pimp out for this week you've been working on no 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 go check me out on twitter at joby jojo and uh i'll see you in the funny pages what are they what are they oh fucking newspapers used to contain uh mostly terrible comic strips um instead of just mostly uh whatever rupert murdoch is banging on about today it was a different time a different time what do you got luke you can find me twitter.com slash luke laurie or you can go to that's it for me this week um yeah uh all right that is it for this week's show Uh, we'll be back with more next week hopefully some more e3 rumor things because e3 starts on uh next weekend Mm. weekend after next weekend uh, so I'm sure there'll be a bunch of spicy leaks coming out. Um, people wanted to jump in first and get their their things shown off. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun couple of weeks. Yep. But I don't know what I'll be playing. Um, there's some secret stuff you can talk about, right, next week, you said? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Some stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, see cool. if we get anything else as well. But yeah. All right. Well, it's going to be a busy two weeks, so everyone stick around, and uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye. Love you. Bye.